Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince. I'm the host of the Road to the IQ, the podcast of Entrepreneur Aguirre. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate Um, I also want to let you know that the podcast, Road to the IPO, is not available in all the other platforms. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, please, please, rate the podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment, a comment. Let me know if it's good. And thank you. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Road to the IPO podcast. I'm your host, Hugo Prince. And before we start the podcast today, which is in English, of course, I uh, just want to say thank you to Nicolas Sotomayor uh, from Production Modus Operandi, who's the te technician of the podcast. So if you like the quality of the videos and the audio, you can always contact Nicolas. I'm going to put the, the link of his uh, Facebook page in the description. And also I want to thank you, KBS Network, for the beautiful studio we are, who we are right now here. So I'm going to put the link if you want to rent a studio for your podcast. It's in Longueuil, of course. So you're from Montreal, Brussels, Longueuil. You can always contact Kaves Network. So today's podcast is in English, and I have the great, great honor to have Terry Cutler, cybersecurity cyber expert and the creator of the Family-Based Internet Safety University Training Program. Hey, Terry, how's it going? Any better, and I couldn't handle it. Hey, <laughs> good. You came back from Bermudas. Yes. How's it, how was it? It was beautiful. Right, yeah? Yeah, so, but I'm starting to get a lot of hate mail because I'm posting beautiful vacation-looking photos. And people like, why are you posting this? It's freezing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's freezing here. It was here. very, very nice. I went down there to speak yeah. uh, for two conferences okay. for three hours each day. Poor them. <laughs> but on day one, we spoke about how they can protect their companies yeah. from cyber attacks and how to get started in cybersecurity. And on day two, we spoke about how to protect themselves as individuals and their kids online. Good. So how does it feel coming back to Quebec in this winter? Uh, I want to go back. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Terry, uh, for those who don't know you, um, we're also in, on a Facebook Live uh, in your profile. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Terry Cutler. I've, I've been in cybersecurity now for uh, since 2004. Five. Mm -hmm. So I got inspired by watching shows like CSI and 24. I'm like, how does Chloe O'Brien break on the <laughs> system so fast? And um, that's when I found out there was a course called the Certified Ethical Hacker where okay. they teach you the same techniques that the bad guys use to break in, yeah. except you're using these skills for good. And uh, so armed with this knowledge, it was my duty to share this to, to the community, to the world, um, and to the general public on how to keep safe online from hackers. Yes. So um, then from there, you know, the media started calling me, started getting all these awards and... You know, now I have Internet Safety University because I couldn't be in 50 places at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything from my head into a digital product, which is now has just under 24,000 students from 160 countries. In okay. It. I didn't even know there was 160 <laughs> countries. <but laughs> I didn't even know about yeah, it. I didn't know. So, Terry, what did you do before starting uh, starting cybersecurity? What else did you, was that the thing you want to do in life? No. So, I was always in IT. IT, yeah. So, uh, the last big company I worked for was called Novell. Okay. Uh, it was very, very famous in the 90s for netware. And these, it was a competitor to Microsoft at the time. It was yes. a giant. And uh, obviously, the, the marketing machine of Microsoft, you know, crushed it. Out, yeah, crushed yeah. it. And so, uh, but we still see Novell from time to time in governments and hospitals and such. So that's a, ba a Montreal based company? No, it's a Utah based company. Okay. It's an American company. America. So you used to live in the United States? Yep. Right. So no, I used to, no, I was always here, but I, I was supporting uh, uh, Canadian customers. Okay, so technology, a lot of programming. Was that something that as a kid that you want to do? Say, I'm going to go in that sector. No, I, I I wasn't a big fan of programming. Yeah. But uh, what I used to do as a kid was um, I used to collect and download a lot of 
we'll say pirated game <laughs> okay we are live that's okay <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. The, the bbs days <laughs> the <laughs> board service days okay and um sometimes they would get a copy of these games and then we'd get access to these cracks that would allow us to bypass the security of these programs so we can play them yeah, yeah. and uh next you know people in school are asking me how do we how do we crack this or how do we how do we pass this level in the game because i had access to all the yeah, what's yeah. called the walkthroughs okay so i became this go-to guy the nerd of the school, uh, yeah. and um, so I, ironically, in my yearbook, yeah. my alias, I had the word hacker. Oh wow! Okay, so, but I didn't think at the time that I would be doing that full time. Okay. So, what type of game do you hack? Like, uh, like Mario Kart? That no, time? no. Back in the day, it used to be King's Quest. Oh, what's that? And and uh, it was a, it used to be a company called Sierra. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it used to have a King's Quest, Police Quest. Okay. I mean, I'm, Maybe I'm dating you now, but, <laughs> but yeah, this is all old computer games. So your reason to hack those games was because you want to you want to try to win those games. It was just for fun, and you yeah, wanted just for fun. Just okay. to, uh, I mean, some of these cracks were already available online, so okay. we would just download them and crack them. You mean online? So at the time the internet the internet was there. It was called bulletin board services. So back uh, in the day, yeah, uh, we had no internet the way you know it now. Yes, so like dial up into a into a, a, bu a bunch of modems yeah and from there you'd have access to the other guy's hard drive which had games and programs and uh they're called walkthroughs which is all the hints to yes. finish a game yeah yeah so you had access to all this stuff so when people ask you uh can you help me with this game what was the f the most uh favorite one what was the game they say i want this game terry wrestling oh uh, yeah oh uh, yeah that was the biggest one the undertaker yeah actually well, i don't think he was in that one uh -huh. ultimate warrior for sure <laughs> yeah, it's my boy, yeah, yeah yeah what's his name the the guy like the beautiful guy Sean, Sean, uh, Sean Michaels. Yeah, Sean yeah, Michaels. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a very, very popular game at the time. You were a fan of uh, wrestling? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Now my kids are in the wrestling and they well, love it, it. Well, let's say, um, is it, well, we know it's fake, but at the time when you were a kid, you say, oh, maybe it's real? I find it looks more fake now uh, than, yeah? than, than, than back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that time. more careful now. Yeah, that time was uh, we do we did like they fight like there was some fights in that yeah yeah it was like on TV obviously look it looked very uh, very realistic yeah yes in the nineties but when you go see it live you're like really it's, <laughs> it's <so> slow <laughs> yeah who was your favorite one oh gosh uh, Randy Macho Man Randy that, Macho Man yeah, yes. He had a huge influence in a lot of people. Yeah. Randy Marshman. Yeah, he was my favorite. I, I didn't have the chance to uh, to watch uh, that time of the WWF. I was I, w I was more influenced by um, the Austin, the Rock, you know, that time. Um, yeah, I I really loved wrestling too. But now it changed a lot. So That's it. it's more I for don't kids. recognize anyone. I, I, we played on Xbox yeah, yeah. with my kids, and I, I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> idea. So now, do you still hack games now? No, 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 no. no. Now it's uh, so now as an ethical hacker. Yeah, ethical you know, hacker. We're, we're more, uh, you know, we, keep, we we take more pride in what we do. Yeah. So we don't cross that line into illegal stuff. Okay, like good. So let's say so when you finish high school, they they, they tied you on the on the yearbook when you finish hacker. What does it mean for you at that time, hacker? Was it was it good to be at that time? Like hacker, what people when they, people hear that 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 name, what did what did they think about it? Uh, it was the hacker. The term hacker at the time was finding ways to get around something to get it to work. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. It was it didn't even mean anything malicious at the time. Okay. So now it's um, you know even today if you use the word hacker, it's still deceiving 
So there, you got to use the term cyber criminal. Cyber criminal. Yeah, because as an ethical hacker, if people ask the question, well, what, what, how do we know you're not going to turn on us? Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. You get that question all the time. Uh-huh. So I, I, have a, I have a government clearance, federal yeah. government clearance. Yes. So we're all vetted. Uh, we're certified every year. We take the exam. There's an exam yeah. for this stuff. And, uh, uh, stay, stay more uh, near and the and mic. We try to, uh, you know, share our knowledge. And so that's yeah. how we build our credibility. Cred- uh, credibility. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, I sleep well at night. You sleep well at way. night. So now, uh, hacker people, when they hear hacker, they say, oh, somebody's gonna do bad stuff. Yes. So when you say ethical hacker, and because that's something new for me, and people hear ethical hacker, what's that? It's like a, that's like a, what's that? I, yeah, yeah. What? An ethical lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you good or are you bad? Yeah, yeah. How do you spell it's, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Yeah, so yeah. When I give my business card out and it's saying in an elevator, Certified ethical hacker, like oh, yeah. they start laughing, like what the heck? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a real title, and okay. uh, it exists. Well, so, so wh- what does an ethical hacker do? Well, we get hired legally yeah. by a company. So, say you have a company, you would you would sign uh, documents, contract documents to say you permit me to legally hack your system, find the holes, and tell you how to fix it uh-huh. before the malicious hackers take over. Okay. So you have some ethical stuff you have to do. You're certified by the government. But Terry, um, let's be honest, for those that listen and watching to the podcast, you took the good way as a hacker. Um, some of the kids would say, yeah, but I like to go a little bit uh, deeper and I like to uh, maybe try to risk some stuff. Uh, why you, didn't you go that way? Um, well, th- at the time, I didn't have the skill. Yeah. But now what's happening is there's these there's these new tools that exist yeah. that allow you to automate these hacks. Okay. So w- what we're seeing right now is a lot of companies are keeping older technology mm-hmm. in place because they can't upgrade. For example, I still see a lot of Windows XP. And yeah. People are like, ah, you're lying. I'm like, no, there's a lot of XP because some of the software that controls the door security systems to the company yeah. doesn't run on Windows 7 or later. Mm-hmm. So they're stuck with Windows XP that expired like six years ago or seven years ago. Yeah. So they're stuck carrying this stuff. So now as um, you can download a hacker tool now and say, point it at this company and then boom, you might get in. Okay. So you don't have to have, you don't have to be sophisticated. You don't have to be skilled to be a hacker because these tools will automate. There's tools available that other hackers did. That's it. Well, I think for example, the Canada Revenue Agency a couple of years ago, right? There was this whole story about the heart bleed bug. Yeah. This was a flaw that existed for 20 years. Okay. Nobody found it until recently. And you cannot just mass update all these systems because you never know what's going to break. Yeah. So a 12-year-old was able to get into some to some stuff. Okay. So a 12-year-old, you're like, what the heck does he know? Yeah, because he he, he went in, looked for the tools available to really hack that's that, it. the government. That's it. Um, but that's, the same tool, that's the same yeah. tools we used to do our job, by the way. Yeah. But you, for example, you never thought about, I'm going to hack, I'm going to do some criminal stuff. No. You wanted to be ethical. That's Why? It. What was that? Um, you know, values values yes mostly yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh share the knowledge that's always what i've been about education and so um every i don't want to end up in jail <laughs> 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 that's true yeah so was it was that a, was that a time that when you tell people you're a hacker and they have like a bad impression of you like oh no this guy's he's gonna do something bad do you have those kind of people that say sometimes, that to you sometimes so i i said you know what google me Google you, okay. So what happens is when, uh, you know, you have some people that are like, um, uh, you know, when you walk the walk, right? Yeah. 
So they can Google me. There's enough content that's going to make them change their perception. Yes. They're going to say, oh, my God, okay, this guy's on television. He's on radio. He's doing stuff in India, yeah. you know, all over the world. So they say, okay, you know what? He's got something to risk, right? I, I, I keep my reputation, reputation. very close. To yes. yes. So I, I try not to get involved in anything that's going to tarnish that. Yeah. So. What can you say to every kid, every kid or some, somebody else that is it, interested in that stuff and he, he, he doesn't know what the ethical hacker is right. and he just want to have fun? Yeah. What well, you can say to them, look, don't go that way. You can do hack, but don't go that way. What can you say to I them? Can, I could tell you there's one there's one perception that the kids think mm -hmm. is that oh yeah I'm gonna hack a big company and then I'm gonna get a job. <laughs> I'm like you're not gonna get a job. <laughs> okay. You know? So you gotta really to build your name. It takes more than just skill to make a name in this industry. Yeah. So in cybersecurity, we're three million personnel short worldwide okay. in our field. Like there's not enough hackers to protect everybody. Yeah. Uh, ethical hackers, I should say, or cybersecurity experts. Yes. So. You know, my the fast way to to get in, in, into this industry and, and make a name for yourself is to basically, obviously, study. Yeah. And then share what you've learned. Learn to make videos, right? People think that, uh, oh, I need to buy a high-end camera to do all your stuff. But no. as you're seeing, you know, we're getting great quality on yeah. an iPhone. iPhone, yeah, you with know, the phone. Everything you need is in your pocket. Okay. So start sharing your knowledge and uh, people are going to notice and they're going to start calling you up. Can you go to school and learn about hacking? About there is. Cyber security? I mean? Yeah. So I, so I finished high school. Yeah. And then uh, I tried to go to college. Okay. And I, I took a programming course in C++. I hated it. Computer uh, programming at Dawson so College. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped out. You're up, oh yeah, yeah, what? So I've, never, I've never been to college. I never went to university. Okay. And, uh, but I did specialized training. So I wanted to learn like Novell networking at the time, and now it's ethical hacking, and now it's the offensive security technology or technology that allows me to hack back hackers legally. These are all specialized courses. That you Where do you learn that? The online, online, or you can go to the U.S. There's, there's courses all over the place that have it. So because we uh, we were talking in another podcast with Christopher that you had the chance to meet mm -hmm. uh, fast, and he was saying that a lot of big companies are not interested on on a university university diploma. So yes. you come like. I grew up college. I'm a hacker, but I don't have any diploma. You think that can people do that? Yeah. So I'm actually running to this issue now. Yeah. So when I work with law enforcement, or you know, they want to bring me in. Yeah. They're saying, "Oh, well, you need a deck in cybersecurity." Yeah. I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, like, why? yeah, but it'll take you three years. It'll be done. <laughs> I'm like, "In three years, I'll be obsolete when I get out." Oh, yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. changes so fast. Yes. There's no way that you're gonna keep up to date by uh -huh. taking a, a three-year curriculum. Yeah. No offense to <laughs> the schools, people, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and schools even today in in, in uh, public schools, they're you're, you're learning from a book. Yeah. That's already outdated. The future is not gonna be classroom. It's gonna be online learning uh, from yeah. from experts. Yes. So that's your fastest way to fast track yourself. You're modeling. An expert. So, like yourself, you do a lot of videos. We go to your website, uh, terrycutlet.com. Right. There's a lot of videos there. Uh, but the big problem, and you said before uh, off camera, is that uh, nobody watches your videos. Even if there's six minutes, six, five minutes, yeah. they don't take the time. Why is that? Do they don't want to be educated or what? A lot of times I find is that um, cybersecurity is very complex. Yeah. So, I do my very best to simplify it. Yes. But a lot of times, most of the time, it's people like, ah, I'm small fish. Who's going to want to hack me? I don't, mm -hmm. I have nothing of value. Yeah, yeah. 
and they don't watch the video, for example. And okay. then they call me up months later. I've been hacked. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Like I showed you this stuff in my video for free, and now it's costing you thousands of dollars yeah. for me and my team to come in and clean up this the cyber attack. But, but what? But it's not only about uh, about this kind of stuff. But why do you think people don't want to take the time to educate this stuff? They rather be entertained, They're right? Entertained. So they want to watch, uh, you know, music clips or things like that. That's that's where the We see the TV, the, the TV stuff. But you say in the beginning that it was because of watching TV, those uh, those uh, TV shows that that interest you in, in yeah. cybersecurity. Yeah, could be a great thing too. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. So like now, uh, like at the time, obviously, if you look at 24, yeah, like the way they do the hacking, yeah, it's obviously not real. But if you look at Mr. Robot, yeah, yeah, it's all real. Mr. Robot. Yeah. So the hacks, you know, there's people from our community that actually contribute. The methods to do the real hack as realistic as possible. That's a TV show. Yeah, Mr. Robot. So, so it's a story about this IT guy. Yeah. Who's an IT guy by day, but an, but a hacker evangelist by night. Okay. And he goes after bad guys and and you know turns their lives upside down. Okay. Like It's a TV show. Oh, good. So, if if they take the time to really educate themselves and to really um, to go and watch the videos, for example. They're gonna learn what? They're gonna learn a couple of things. They're gonna learn to avoid getting scammed and hacked. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Um, I was on vacation last year in the Dominican Republic, and I must have received, no joke, maybe 111 emails. How did this guy know my password? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're, you're you're getting this email saying, "Hey, Hugo, you don't know me, but your password is this, and it's your real password." Yes. Like, How on earth did this guy get my coat my my password? It's because there's other websites that you that you you're a member of, like LinkedIn or Marriott and whatever. Yeah. Those guys got hacked. Those guys, yes, yes. So because your password is not strong, they were able to decode your password. And because you have an email associated to that password, they're emailing you saying, "Hey, this is your password," and you're like freaking out. So one, uh, I, I do it by the way. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that do it. They have the same password for every account. Is yeah. that a good thing? Yes and no. Yes and so no. there's if you make it strong enough, yeah, it's gonna help. But you need to have another step called two-factor authentication, yeah, two-step verification. So first thing you gotta do is create an, a, a password that's at least 16 to 25 characters long, right? Like I know what you're thinking, like this guy nuts, like <laughs> yeah, how do you remember that? So if you can think of song lyrics or phrases, for example, and don't use this password because about a million people has it. <laughs> If you think of a phrase like "I had a great day at work," 2019 exclamation point. Wow, that's long. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's a phrase. Uh -huh. Very, very simple. Capital or just simple? Like now, we'll just start simple. Uh, okay. I had a great day at work, 2019. You're like, oh yeah, that's easy to remember. Remove the spacing. Uh huh. Capitalize each letter of the word. Uh huh. And that password alone will take you 10 years to crack. And so, because we're on this podcast, we want to make your, you know, cybersecurity even better. You want to replace the O's with a zero. Yeah. The A's with an at symbol. And that password will take 39 centuries to crack. Oh wow! Until you know, until like unless I hacked into a server, then I, there's ways, there's techniques now that allows me to take this information without ever knowing your password and sign sign in. Yeah. So the attack is called pass the hash. Now I'm not talking about the good old college days here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is an attack where we take this information, pass it to a server, and it's going to log me in as you without ever knowing your password. Okay. And that's why you need to turn on this two-step verification, which is an additional option, which exists on all your social media. Yeah, with your phone and everything. Yes. The numbers, the exactly. one essential message text, and then exactly. you just put the number. Yeah. So password, so you're going to enter your username, your password, and then a text message will come to your phone with a random message. Uh, with yeah. a random, sorry, random code. Yeah. And you're going to enter that code, and then, so even if I guessed your password, 
I can't get in without that text message. Yeah, you have to get on the phone. Yeah. Um, so let's go back a little bit. You create a long password. I have a great day in work in 2019. You put capitals, you put numbers, yeah. and that it will be way harder to hack like a one, two, three. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Do people do one, two, they three? Do. They do. <laughs> I, I see one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five, six usually. <laughs> uh, and I see password. Yeah, yeah. Or, or password? Password. Uh, yeah. It's a password. Yeah, oh I my do. God. <laughs> and they're going to, because a lot of people are like, Oh, they'll never guess password. It's so simple. <laughs> they'll, they'll think, no, it can't be possible. But it, it honestly, God, a password like that takes us maybe 90 seconds to crack it. Oh, wow. It's, it's H- really how do they bad. crack it for real? How do they do well, it? Well, we have software that allows software. us to to uh, to attack. It's called, it's called a dictionary. Yeah, yeah. So we have a dictionary with millions of passwords in it. Oh, yeah. Or another one called Rainbow Tables. But it allows us to cr- attack this password list. And uh, if your password is a part of our list, we'll crack it right away. So there's a book with a lot of passwords yeah, and is. it can be random phrases and everything. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything. And they can it can be like n- normal walls. Yep. Uppercase, lowercase symbols. How long is that book? How, how many pages? It's not, it's not an actual book. Uh-huh. It's, it's a, it's a file. File. So, yeah. So, so the file has millions of passwords in it. And you go through all of that? The software does it automatically. Oh, okay, yeah. So people think, oh, he's going to guess my password one by one, <laughs> but it's not true. We, we have, we have a software that goes and cracks it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we can go to bed, wake up the next morning and boom, there's your password. I'm so they, like in the movies when they just see it going in. Uh, yeah. yeah. You start yeah. seeing all the stuff going yeah, across. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. uh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any, uh, Nicholas, in your case, any uh, easy passwords that you need to change? <laughs> no, I just made a word. You look, my... you look like you're sweating there. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know my password. <laughs> no, uh, for my password, I just invented a word. That's fine. As long as it's long enough. Yeah, it's uh, 10 letters and, yeah. and numbers. But I, didn't, I invented a word. Something I knew, something I knew, and put okay. it together. But as long as you now, now you need to put on that two-step verification. You got to make sure that's turned on. Yeah, it's, two, it's two-step verification. And what about because uh, I well what about the iPhone the face the face the recognition face that's fine yeah but this is for your phone but on 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 Facebook and such you have what's called login restrictions yeah so if so, so I see a lot of people getting their Facebook accounts hacked because they don't realize that you can actually go into your settings under security there's an option called login restrictions and that that actually restricts other devices from logging in. So this way, if somebody guesses your account, your password, they can't get in unless you get a notification said you allow this device. Yeah, yeah, you get and log in, and then you see oh, some, somewhere in India, you're like, oh my god, what is right. that? So you say, no, it's not me. Exactly, and that's uh, your that's your cue to change your password. Yeah, so I have a Mac and I have an iPhone, and sometimes when I sign up, my, uh, Apple gives you like a random number for a password. Is that good? Should I should I try that and save it? You can. But the problem is, is that if you're ever away from your computer, yeah, you're not gonna remember that password. Yeah, that's the problem. But uh, there's no like I have to be in. I have to save it. Yes. But if I'm if I'm not in my computer, if I have another account, if I, let's say I, I'm going to a Microsoft comp- software, yeah. and I'm connected to Facebook. If I don't remember that password, I'm done. You're done. So <laughs> I, I mean, a perfect example. Whenever I, I go on vacation, so I like to go to Cuba because. Yeah. Not only because of the weather and all that stuff, okay. but because the internet doesn't work there properly, <laughs> right? So they're, they're, they have this really crappy computer lab, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, if you want to check your email. But there's been times where people will use a, a password um, generator software like LastPass. Yeah. It's a, it's a software that generates your passwords for you, and it's, it's like 30 characters. It's like uppercase Z, lower J. Like it, it makes no sense with the password. Yeah, yes. And uh, they couldn't get access to it. Okay. And they had an emergency. And they couldn't even log in their accounts. They didn't know their passwords. 
Uh, they tried to be in another computer. They couldn't, they couldn't get in. But so they can you just do uh, reset my password, send it to my email. And Cuba doesn't work very well, right? It doesn't work so well. Uh, it's very, very slow over there. Okay. So now at the time, it's like, damn, I wish I knew my password. Yeah. Like, ever since then, like, you know what? Just learn to create strong passwords. Bad. How do you get to that habit? So, like you say, oh, yeah, have a so something easy to remember. I have a long day in work, and then you put numbers, and then you put capitals. And this is something I'm pretty sure everyone does. So you go, because there's so many accounts there, Amazon, Facebook, Google, whatever. And then what you, I think it's not good, but what I do, I go in my Evernote and I write my password there so I remember. So when I, every time I forget, I just go on my check, um, check my phone, check my Evernote, check my notes, and then I see the password. Is that a good thing to do? I'm gonna just get hacked. Yeah, if you get hacked, all your stuff is visible. Yeah. And then they're gonna access all your accounts and then they're gonna change the password on you. And usually what happens to recover your account, Microsoft or whoever was gonna ask you, what was your last known password? Yeah. And you're like, oh, damn, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're messed, you're done, you know? So, so should I write it down in the paper? You gotta, you gotta cr learn to create strong passwords. Yeah, really, so you, know, you can limit from 25 different passwords. I mean, like I, like I mentioned earlier, the average person has between 30 and 50 passwords in their head from their ATMs uh, codes, the pin codes to all these other codes that they need, yeah. require. But when you learn to create strong passwords like this, you can limit them down to maybe five. Okay. And just, you can reuse them, but um, you got to make sure you have that two-step turned on, the two-step verification. That's so, the most important so I part. So should, I should never use my birthday no. and my, my mom's birthday. No, uh, and, and you want, you don't want to use like John123 because <laughs> I see a lot of that. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, I got to change it now. So it's John1234. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so garbage. <laughs> so yeah, I see a lot of that. So you said every every account you have, you have a strong password. Every one of them, yeah. And you remember in your head. Yes. Is there a technique? Yeah. What technique? How can you? How Phrases. Can I do? Phrases. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting there. I'm like, oh man, I gotta change my password. What am I gonna use now? And I'm like, oh, a flower pot. I don't have any real flowers in my office. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then f mess with that, you know. All right. So how long do you stay with the same password? Um, I've had some passwords that are that are years. Yes. Yeah. So because they say that every three months, like Facebook says, send my message, change your password every three months, change yeah. your password. Every it's hard to do because people are going to change it to like John one two three four, then one two three four five, because they can't remember all these passwords. They yeah. can't write them all down because if they're not if not in front of their computer or in front of their book, and they're away, they can't get access to it. Okay. So what I really rely on is a two step. Two step. So this way, if somebody eventually guesses my password. They're, I'm going to receive a text message on my phone randomly. I'll be like, uh-oh, okay. somebody's trying to get access. Did it happen to you that Not you get yet. hacked? Knock on wood. Don't Not try this at home. Not, he's <laughs> an ethical hacker. So it never happened like a situation. Not yet. You know. uh, can you tell us? That I'm uh, aware of. That you're aware <laughs> of. Can you tell us a situation that really happened to an individual that you can share with us that, okay, what happened to him? What was it that he, he got hacked? Um, I used to work for a private investigation firm. We've had some cases where people would come in and they're victims of sextortion. Okay. It's where they've um, they've sent out inappropriate photos, okay. intimate photos, and now the other person on the other end is sharing them with his friends or yes. his contacts or putting them on, on online. Yeah. And um, because they're no longer a couple. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so they're hacking each other's accounts and... Uh, they're they're devastated at that point. Like they're really freaking out because now they're business professionals, and having this information can really damage their reputation. Yes. So what did you do for them? What was because that was out already? Yeah. So that's that's the biggest problem. Is how do you 
how do you get that information back? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you post something online, um, it's always obviously too late. Yeah. But say you do post it online, sometimes Google will index that image. Okay. It puts it online, but porn sites are also the term is called crawling. Yeah. Porn sites will pick up that photo, copy it to their site, and next you know the other porn sites are copying it. Now it's replicating at a at a fast and rate. And it can be found in a porn site. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because now what's happening is they're looking for they're they're, they're scanning every image. Yes, but they're not looking at the photo to see oh is it porn. Uh-huh. No. What it does it looks for skin tone. Skin tone. In the image. And if it's enough, it's gonna it's gonna copy it. So first is Google that uh, put it in the index, yeah. and then all porn site just go by the by by That's Google it. and then putting on the if website. Por- yeah. If it, if it was uploaded to a, a website, whatever Google will find it and. And copy it. So what what did you say to him? Like uh, it's too late already. It's already online. So yeah. what the, what's the step? Because you got hacked already. So what the step? What do you uh, advise so say him? In, say, if, say we're looking at the photo. Uh, sometimes in the photo, it tells you um, where and when the photo was taken yes. and the model of the of the device. And there's a there's like a serial number of the image. Yeah. And sometimes we can reuse that information to see where the source image is. And when we destroy the source image. Google will, will start removing it from all the sites too, but not the porn sites. Okay, so, so that's another step. That's another step. It, it, it's almost nearly impossible to take stuff off the web now. Mm. So it's really like you know, phones are for phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you got hacked. That's too late. So I just want to understand. I think the audience also wants to understand. I got hacked. Pictures are out there. It's too late. Uh, we. We can maybe try to be uh, to find the source and everything, but what is the next step, Terry? I got hacked. It's too late. Pictures are out there. What should I do? Yeah. Well, it's, it's now is how do I handle my reputation after that? Yeah. Because you, your job is to try to help people not to get hacked. When they hack hack and it's too late, what do you advise them? Uh, usually, you know, they're gonna work with law enforcement because there's ways to say say you you think you know who it is. Yeah. Well, there's ways for us to track these IP addresses. If they haven't used like ways to try their tracks called uh, mm-hmm. VPNs, yeah. And once we get the IP address, <coughs> we can provide this to law enforcement with a court order, okay. And they'll be able to find out who, who that person was, and if it's who they they think it is, then they can send what's called they can do what's called an Anton Pillar order. It's like a uh, an acquisition. So they show up at the guy's house and take his equipment, and then you could start going to court against the person things like that okay so that's it to find the culprit and try to uh, go with justice but as uh, that's like ten thousand dollars that's a lot of money it's a lot of money and but as the thing I want to say like the reputation they have to work on it you're never gonna give advice so you're not the, the, you're just there for to try to find the culprit and trying to to help them because they get cack yeah. and after that you have to deal with it that's it they'll work with a PR firm or something like that too okay Minimize the damage, but a lot of times, like you know, sometimes they may not find the images mm. and all the 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 outside folks. So, but they're always thinking about it when they go to bed. Yeah, you know, the, the reputation the, is did done. this person see my images? Because now my friends are acting weird. Ah, uh, so yeah. They're always ultra paranoid now, uh. and that's what we're saying. Like one guy, one guy was almost suicidal. Okay, and uh, he hadn't slept for for days, and then when he showed up, he was black eyes <laughs> like really bad like everything was super paranoid yeah so I, I i got a chance to sit down with him and overlook his devices make sure all everything's all locked down and uh now it's like night and day okay so i felt like a bit like a therapist there for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are like a therapist because most people that go go there they already got hacked and oh, they, yeah. they try i'm like i'm done and then, oh yeah 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 i'm done it's 
too late. Uh, I'm gonna find the culprit. And when they find the culprit, they still have my reputation. So yeah. your job is to you have to listen to them. You, you you cannot help him with the, all the reputation after, but you you will just okay. Yeah, we try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. But usually, it's by adding these advanced security measures to. Uh, protect himself I mean look what happened a couple of years ago with all the celebrities yeah right with the iCloud yeah the iCloud yeah yeah like why didn't you just turn on the two-step verification mm-hmm. you would have been fine and even Apple's like well we have we've had this for years why didn't you just turn it on yeah so but people don't think about this until it's too late it that's, is too that's late. the problem I'm trying to figure out I was like how do I how do I get this content to you so you <laughs> can absorb it and avoid being like them yeah yeah that's it and um, I just want to make sure who 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 does the hack hacking because that case that you just talked was, there were, were like a, a couple. So is it somebody that you know that, does, that could do the hacking? Like my girlfriend, she took my phone, she knew my password. So she, we broke out and then she's trying to uh, ruin my reputation, my mom, whatever. So in most of the case, is it somebody else like from India or somebody really close it's to you? It's usually very close. Uh-huh. So it's somebody that, that knows your password, maybe looked over your shoulder as you typed it in. Yeah. And, um, Maybe the, the the spouse or whatever will make a copy of it to his hard drive or his yeah. USB key, and yeah. then when they break up, that's when uh, things get out. So you told uh, never share the password with your family and friends. Yeah, always keep that. I mean, there's ways to like you know if you're if you're a kid, whatever you gotta share it with your parents. Yeah. Uh, but um, usually passwords are you're supposed to keep to yourself. Do you know the password from your kids' accounts? I do. Okay, <laughs> and why is that? Because you wanna you wanna be careful what you consume. Yeah, not just that. It's just that if ever uh, I have to get into the iPad for whatever reason, I want I don't want to be locked out of my own device. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you cannot you cannot uh, get into an iPad, for example, without the code. Yeah. Right. So uh, even if you reset it, whatever, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get access to the stuff. Yeah. So uh, and then also, if you lock it out, if you if you enter the passcode too many times, it'll actually disable the device. It and, does, and, and and there's no way to use it. You can't get back in. Even Apple can't even unlock it. It's finished. It's to, it's For a real? stopper. Yeah. So you have to be careful to yeah. not uh, do the same password again, again, yeah, again. I think it's ten times, and then you're done. And you can never get get back to your iPad. It's finished. Damn. Yeah, it's finished. But with your wife, do you share your password? Or do you make it sure, like, look, no. this, I know the situation, so I don't want to share it with you? Yeah, so we, we keep our passwords separate. Okay, so uh, does the audience have to do the same it all depends on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a personal choice. Okay. Yeah. Because you say most of the people that uh, can hack you is your wife, person that yeah closest to you. So yeah. if something happens, then they hack you. Then you have some pictures and everything. That's it. You're done. Yeah. We uh, no, we have separate passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, we don't. Uh, we don't share the passwords on that. All right. No, we've seen cases where. Um, uh, you know, obviously, if I have access to your computer, yeah. I can put in a CD-ROM and I can actually blank out your password. I never have to know. I can just erase your password and then get into your computer. And sometimes we've seen cases where somebody died or somebody's away. Yeah. Here's 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 his laptop. Can you please unlock it? How do you do that? You, so a lot of IT guys will say, oh, yeah, this is a five-second job. <laughs> but now sometimes when they do that, they don't realize the, the legal ramifications of this. Because what if, okay, even though the person died, what if there was secret bank accounts that he didn't want her to know about? Mm. You know, what if he was, uh, you know, was what if he was married, now he's turning gay. You know, they insights and yeah, everything. Yeah, things that you don't know the, the secret life of these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when, when you do that, you know, and, and she goes to court, they're gonna, the first question they ask, well, how did you get access to this thing? Oh, yeah, Johnny at the IT shop helped me out. 
Well, now he's going to get subpoenaed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And he can get into legal trouble. But he, the person is dead. There's no need. There is. There's there still a lot of... Uh, because maybe he maybe he owns a company and didn't want her access. Yeah, okay. Like so she can still... Or he can still uh, try to That's get it. something. That's it. All so right. usually we, we, you know, they try to uh, let it die with them. So just to, uh, just to put everything in context. So I hear like you can also... Like you're looking at your phone and trying to... But most of the time now people just log in to their accounts super easily. But if I say I'm I'm uh, I'm outside, I'm taking my phone, I try to log in. Should I should I wash my back to see somebody somebody's? Uh, you can, looking? but now with uh, with the newer uh, devices, it's all facial recognition. Yeah. So you just look at it and it unlocks. So let's talk about facial recognition, uh, facial facial recognition, and also um, yeah, touch ID. Finger, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, what's the big difference with that? Um, so a lot of people think that. Oh, Apple's gonna get my f my thumbprint now. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So it's not the way <laughs> it <my> works. Face. <laughs> you have inertia points uh -huh. on your thumb. There's hundreds of them. I don't I don't don't quote me on this, but there's it only picks a couple. A couple. And then that'll unlock your phone okay. as your fingerprint. Uh, so they don't copy your fingerprint. They don't. No. And same for for face for facial. It looks for certain points. But for face, I hear like they can use that for stuff. I I I have to. I think there was a lot of testing that came out where if I had a photo of the same person and they, and they tried to make it work, it sometimes unlocked the phone. Yes. So. Or like, uh, um, it's, uh, how do you say, twins. Yeah. Twins also, there's some cases that the same twin can unlock the other twin phone, phones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, technology is always evolving. And there's any other ways, uh, uh, touch ID, facial recognition, any other ways to uh, to not to open your, your phone? I mean, there's other uh, there's other technology you can add on to it, which is far more uh, like voice, maybe. There's 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 um I haven't seen that for for iPhone or or Samsung. Yeah. But obviously the banks use it, right? So if you call in and and they can verify you by voice. Okay. But uh, these are all extra factors that'll eventually be needed. Yeah, because let's not forget that also there's uh, your uh, your PIN number for That's your right. bank account. Yeah. So when if I get my uh, now nowadays it's PayPal, so just that. But if I get hacked with my PIN number, does that? How do I process? Should directly call my bank? Call and say, the bank right away. Yeah. And then they're gonna they're gonna see that maybe there's a fraud or uh, somebody had your card. They'll just deactivate it, and most of the time they'll refund you. Okay. So what do you think about PayPal? Because it's super easily uh, for you. If I if I take your card and I go and I'm gonna buy some stuff, I can just PayPal, PayPal, PayPal. But I think there's a limit up to 100 bucks. Yeah. But if I can't remember which one it is. but if I don't go up that limit, how can I stop? I just directly call uh, call the bank. Call the bank. Yeah, because if you have the app, you'll see the transaction yeah. happen. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, uh, but you know, you know, there's there's the biggest thing I see with fraud regarding banks is the phishing attacks. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll give you I'll give you a real story, but we'll anonymize the people. Okay. Uh, a, a, a contact of mine was frauded $440,000 from a bank. Oh, wow. From a phishing attack. Okay. So say the email came in and, you know, came from the marketing, VP of marketing of the bank. Yeah, yeah. Which is an email saying, hey, you know, great news. We're doing all kinds of wonderful stuff. Update your profile. So he clicks on it. But that was an, e the email was like, uh, let's say a bank. <laughs> it was. Dot com. Yes, it was. Well, so so the PDF looked legit. Legit. Yes. Okay. So when he clicks on it, he didn't realize it said like you know name of the bank dot ru. Okay. Russia. Okay. <laughs> he didn't realize that. <laughs> so he enters his username and password and his two-step verification uh, token. Yeah? The moment he puts it in, 
he gave that information to the hackers. So now you're thinking, oh, it's his fault. Yeah, yes. But now, so the hackers logged into the to the bank account. Yeah. Was able to do like little mini tests to see what the maximum limit was of the account. Okay. Created a wire transfer to Mexico and wired $440,000. Now, this person never wired more than like $50,000. And that happened fast. Very fast, within 15 minutes. So as soon as they got the information, wired the money in. That's it. They didn't knew that he had money? Probably. Okay, because I just want to say, because me, uh, Nicola, somebody else, uh, if I get hacked, uh, whatever, I don't have any money, I had Facebook, I changed my account, whatever. So, but this guy had money, so they probably knew that he had money. Maybe, uh, or it could be just a random phishing attack that he became the fish. Okay, so they don't know, they're not so exactly they sure. Most of the time they don't know. And if, if they, if, and when they have the information, oh, he has money, so let's yeah. do it fast. So they, so they logged into his account, yeah. and during that 15 minutes, He's actually locked out of the bank, right? He can't log in okay. for, 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 um, for, for the, the time limit of what's called the token. So, so he wires the money. The banks never called him to say, are you really wiring this kind of money? Like, mm-hmm. you've never done this before. It's a little weird, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, I get a, I get a, I get a call from the bank when I have a $100 fraud <laughs> at a gas station. Yeah, yeah. You know? So he gets fraud at $440,000. He's never wired ever to Mexico. Okay. And the bank manager never stopped it. So whose fault is it? Is it really his whose or the fault? bank? So when the, the bank sees that kind of money, especially high high volume money, and they nev- it never happened, the, there's, a, there's a person in front of that. Yeah. Is, does somebody accept the transaction? No. Or just, it goes just, into the queue and then, and then just, you know, the bank manager just approves all the transfers. And but there's out. a guy approving. There's, there's a guy approving it. Okay. And so it went through. So it's not like a system that goes out. A guy has to push the yeah. button to accept understand it is, yeah. the, the transaction. That's it. They have their account manager. So that okay. So that guy just push it and. So the money arrives in Mexico. Yeah. And by the time they tried to recall the money, the money's already long gone. Yeah. Which means somebody on the other end was waiting in the lobby and pulled out four hundred forty thousand dollars. And and uh, to and another bank. Yeah, down there. And nobody say, oh. Nobody, nobody so far has been arrested or we have no update. Nobody asked questions? Nobody asked questions. So who's fault is the, the, the client there, the guy or the bank? Or the, the guy who pushed we'll the press? out when I go to court. <laughs> so you're going to court for that? We're going to testify, yeah. Okay. And, uh, when and, they, do and they, don't even have, they don't even have a system in place where it's like there's ways to, to what's called correlation. Yeah. They see this person usually logs in from Montreal all the time and now he's logging in from another location. That should be a flag. Yes. And also, he's never done these types of behaviors before. That yeah. should be another flag. And, um, you know, and on top of it, you have what's called a, like, it's like the, the token is like a two step verification yes. token. Yeah. It usually lasts 60 seconds. Like my Xbox is 60 seconds. Every time, every 60 seconds, the code changes. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Even every 30 seconds. This one is 15 minutes. Which means I can't get into my bank account for 15 minutes until that token expires. No, because it's 60 minutes when they send you the text, That's and right. then it's a time yeah. you don't. This you have to redo it. That's it. But you, the guy was unlocked 15 minutes, yeah. and That's he couldn't get access. The That's the fault. But in your in your experience, the fault is from the bank. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a combination of the two. That's my feeling. I mean, yes, the person got fished. Yeah. Didn't have the awareness training. Okay. And. Uh, but the banks should have protected the money. Like there was enough flags that, you know, the banks could have done something. But they always show you when you log onto a bank site, there's a huge banner 
We are not responsible if you get hit with a phishing attack. Yeah, yeah. When you, you okay, you log in, and also when you sign the contest, whatever that's it is. It. That's it. You have to protect. You you have to make sure your your wiring, like the stuff you're wiring, is your 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 real final destination, and and that's what you're gonna do. But I don't understand, Terry, because there's some behavior behaviors that the guy didn't do, so it's, it's not any red alarm or something like that. There 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 should have been some at the bank. Okay, there's a bunch of alarms, and uh, you know we've seen another case, for example, where. The, so the hacker is usually in your system six to 18 months prior to being detected. Yeah. Okay. So in this one specific, specific case of another wired fraud, the hackers were already in the person's company. Okay. They're reading everybody's email. And what they, what they did was when, when, the time, when it came time to get funding from a big company, uh, the hackers intercepted the mail saying, hey, you know what? We've been having problems with this bank account. Can you please wire the money to our Hong Kong account? Okay. And they were they were they're creating other fake emails and they were CCing each other to make it even more legit. And they were creating emails like uh like you go with H U U G O at gmail.com. Okay. So you, you should have been thinking, well, why are you using your Gmail account instead of your corporate email? Yeah. So in that case the guy it was it was in a corporate yeah. uh, this was a corporate setting. setting. And and sure enough, the uh they wired the money to, to Hong Kong. Damn. Money's gone. Money's gone. Half a million dollars U.S. Damn. So um, now we're talking a little bit about uh, people that have a lot of money. So in case of people like this, I don't have any money. I won't get hacked. Uh, and they still get hacked. So when that happened, what does the hacker go in? What, the, what is the information they're trying to get from normal people, let's say? Yeah. Credit cards, social insurance. Yeah. What, what so did they get? Identities. So identities. They're, they're trying to get as much as they can about you so they can resell it on the dark web. Okay, so to to do what after to well, so they can they can they can build credits credit uh, they can build your credit profile okay. so they can start opening bank accounts and and start uh, taking money from your identity. Okay, when do you know that's happened? Well, Maybe usually you, when you, when you do a you're supposed to do a, you should be doing a credit report every year. Okay. okay, a credit report from Equifax or TransUnion is going to show you what accounts you have open, okay, and which company, and you might also find out who's looking at your stuff. Who's inquiring about it? And the, um, pe the name of the people. Yeah. And the, okay, because yeah. they have to. Okay. Well, yeah, so if you're applying for a job or you know you're applying for something, they're going to do a credit check on you, and that's when they're going to see. Um, you might see who's inquiring about your credit. So credit card, social insurance number, what else? Uh, they're going to be looking for date of births, passports, information, everything they can use to recreate an identity. For them, from to exactly. to to trying to to create a new identity exactly. or just to open your accounts and to That's spend it. money there. So when they so when they create your account or when they get access to your account and sell on the dark web, you're probably only worth five bucks. Yeah. That's how much sure. our identities are worth, like yeah. you know, under under ten bucks. How do they price that? By by volume. Okay. So they'll hack a bank or hack somebody. They'll get millions of accounts, and now yeah, we'll sell it for a dollar a piece. But they never know who has more money than the other. They don't know. So just that right. Oh, if I look, look, get lucky, I can have like a guy that has one point five million dollars in a bank account. They don't know. They dig deeper. So they just get deep. like a, a bucket full of identities, and then they start looking through it individually. That's where it takes a long time. That's why someone someone's like, you know, I've never been hacked yet, but maybe they haven't gotten to you yet. And uh, they, they don't know. They're still at they're still at E, and you're an H. So <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas and me, maybe we got hacking. We don't even know. You don't even know it yet. <laughs> So All right. That's why. That's why. There's no silver bullet to stop a hacker. Uh, you can only make it as hard as them 
for as possible for them to get in. So that's why when you have these things like two-step verification or these other types of alerts, you're gonna you're gonna receive these weird messages saying, "Oh, maybe somebody's got my account." Yeah, sometimes I get somebody from India or whatever. So it's somebody for real is trying to get my okay. when I go to my Facebook, somebody okay. for real is trying to get in. You'll you'll notice thing also regarding Facebook, you might you might get added by somebody you're already connected to. You ever notice that sometimes? No. So say uh, you know. Say say somebody recreated my account, okay, and they rec- they found my photos online, created a Facebook profile, and they added you, okay. Well, you're gonna say, well, I'm already connected, to Terry. Who's this guy? Maybe he, oh, maybe Terry just cut me off, yeah. and it's just trying That's to get it. back. Yeah. <laughs> so you go and add him, okay, and then he'll send you a message saying, hey, you go, is this you in the video? Yes, that. And then you that. click on yeah, it, yeah. and then all and of a sudden everybody gets spammed. And every, and every click, and I, I, there's something that uh, this YouTube video click on it. I'm like, yeah. no, is it because I'm. I'm getting that mindset to be scared to click on on links, especially from people that never send me a message. They say, "Hey, I, I uh, some some sometimes it's people that want to sell something to me, but I'm I, I'm like a buck off. Like, yeah, I, I hear some stories. Oh, somebody sent me a link and then I got hacked. Yeah. So, um, so do you recommend to never click on any link? You gotta be very careful because I mean curiosity is gonna kill the cat. Even for my friends, so it's hard. Yeah. So there's ways to. You can you, if if you hover over the link, it's going to show you where it's really going to go. And oh yeah, you click with your right. Uh, yeah, you you don't click on it; you just put your mouse on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to show you. Uh, there's another way you can also w- with your iPhone. You can just hold it. Okay. And it's going to show you a quick preview. Um, but right. you don't necessarily click on it. But there's ways for me to, you know, m- make the preview look legit. But when you click on it, it's going to go somewhere else. So what should I do? So it's hard. It's very, very hard. As an individual, <laughs> unless you're in this field, it's really, really hard. So as soon as you click and you get in that link, you're done. Yeah. Well, if you don't have your software up to date. So if like a lot of people, like say we talk about now patch management. Huh? Patch management is where you're going to make sure your Mac is up to date with the latest patches and fixes and whatever. But a lot of people don't do that. And when you're, when you're using like Adobe Acrobat yeah. Reader that hasn't been updated in months, there's a lot of flaws that exist, so there's fixes that can. You out mean the that. software of the computer? That's never, right. Okay, you have to always update it. Yes. So when you receive an email and you open it or open the attachment, it's gonna try and attack your applications like your video player, all these apps that might be old. And once it compromises it, it can compromise your computer. Just one app Just that one wasn't app. updated. Yeah. Can yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You can get hacked. That's right. And uh, so once you're in. I can turn on your webcam. I can take all the stored passwords from your I'm browser. Somebody can we can be watching right now? Maybe. <laughs> I, but there's ways to turn on the camera without the light going on. All right. Uh, you're getting miscarried, so, man. So I put, a, <laughs> I put a video out called How to Know If You've Been Hacked in Four Minutes. Uh, you're getting miscarried. So, I don't know, man. I have but these to. are all things I deal with. You know, it's uh, on a daily basis. So I have this video that's out. And one of the comments was like, oh, yeah, I just put tape on my, on my camera. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, but I can turn on the microphone. And I can hear what's happening in oh the room. Oh, my God. Uh so wow, Look, you're getting me really scary right now. So I have to turn <laughs> on my computer. That's the, outside. You know, that's the thing. It's like you know, a lot, a lot of times when I give the presentation yeah. live and I show them real facts, like people think, "Oh, this hacker is just trying to scare me," but I'm trying to show you what's really out there when you do certain things. Yeah. And people, that's usually the reaction. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm getting off the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, you can't because you need it to do business. Yeah, you need to stay for personal reasons, business reasons, but. To be honest, if a normal person gets hacked, I don't think they, they will, because y- you get paid for this, and you get paid because you work with big, big businesses. Yeah. But a normal guy that doesn't have that kind of money, and say, I get hacked, I got hacked, what should I do now? Yeah. 
So just some uh, easy t tips. You, they, if they want to get an uh, ethical hacking, they could, but if they have the money, but they don't, they don't have the money, they That's get right. their Facebook account. That's should right. they contact Facebook? They won't, ha Facebook won't do anything. Yeah. Right? So what say, do? sorry, uh, you're lost, go create a new account. Uh, okay. You know, we've had cases where the, um, the Facebook account was linked to an old Hotmail account that they don't even have anymore. Yeah. So now they can't even send the recovery code to the Microsoft account because it doesn't even exist. Okay. Now they've lost total control of the account. And now I have to leverage my contacts at Facebook or these other companies to try and help me go behind the scenes and do something for yeah, me. Yeah, but that costs money because they have to well, pay. Well, some of them, some of my, luckily for me, I have some friends that work there. Yeah, but <coughs> for so me, for the person that. They'll never help you. No, okay. They won't do nothing. And if I want help from you, I have to pay you the right amount. Uh, yes and no. I do a lot of stuff for free. Okay, good. But the, like, again, I put a lot of free content out there. But I have a course that I sell that has six hours worth of content uh -huh. in it for like 147 bucks. Uh -huh. So, you know, it'll help you things avoid ransomware, like, which I'll talk about in a second. Yes. How to create strong passwords. You know, how to how to lock down your computer like a Mac. Okay. And they're never going to look at that until it's too late. All right. And like you could have avoided this. Now it's going to cost you. Say, say for example, they have a small business. And they get hit with ransomware. So ransomware is the latest form of online extortion. Yes. The email comes in. Uh, you open up the attachment and all of your data is locked up. Like imagine you're the, the owner of a company. You, you come into work. Nobody can work. Happens to school also. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Nobody can work. There's the data is locked. The backups are encrypted or maybe even destroyed. Yeah. Anything they can do to, for you to pay that ransom. Now, just for us and the team to contain this ransomware is starting at $30,000. Okay. <laughs> wow. So if you have a small business... 60% of small businesses will go out of business if they're hit with a ransomware. Wow. And a lot of people are like, why? How, how would they target me? They don't, I have no money. I have no nothing. We don't do nothing. Uh -huh. And they don't care, right? The moment you get hit with ransom, if you value your data, you're going to pay or you're going to try and restore. Yeah, so before we go to, to the business side, as a personal guy, and a normal person, I got hacked, nothing I can do. Maybe just open another Facebook account. That's it. That's it. But what I can do is trying to learn and trying to prevent that. That's it. That's it from uh, anything from you and somebody else trying to do two uh, two step verification, yep. uh, trying to do a strong password. Yeah. And also, uh, if I go with a um, uh, public computer, I will log out. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, those kind of easy stuff. Avoid those computers. <laughs> avoid those computers. Avoid a, avoid the public computers. Why sure. so? Well, there's ways for us to install what's called a keylogger. So if I go to li the library, I use the computer. I can, I can yeah. Well, look at Concordia a couple of years ago. <laughs> right, it was in the news. Yeah, yeah. They, they installed keyloggers on the computers that allowed people to capture what you were typing in for your username on the, and account. On the keyboard. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's a software that actually captures what you're typing, and uh, if you're logging into a banking site or your Facebook site, it's going to get your password. In clear text, it's emailing it to the guy or sending it to the guy in, in real time. So, both also a public uh, yeah, computer, definitely a public Wi Fi, too. Pro all right, that's another stuff. Yeah, because you log in in a public Wi Fi, you can easily get your information. Well, there's ways for me, like I have, I have a device, okay? One that's it's called a Wi Fi pineapple, yeah, it's a funny name, but it's it allows me to create a fake Wi Fi access point, Terry's fast Wi Fi, <laughs> and it's open, okay? So, it's free. People are like, oh, yeah, I need fast Wi Fi, they're gonna connect to me. <laughs> And they don't realize that I, I might be able to capture their passwords because I'm, now I'm the man in the middle. So before you talk to the internet, you're going to come through me first and I'm going to try and capture what I can. And whatever I can decode, if I capture your password, I'll be able to log into your accounts. 
So let's say if I can um, um, connect it to the Starbucks yes. uh, coffee shops yep. Wi-Fi, yep. can I get hacked there? There's ways. So there's ways for me to the term. The term is called poisoning. Yeah. So what will happen is is that I'll have a software on my computer that mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna try and talk to your computer and say, you know what? I'm the router. I'm the router. Outer. I'm the router. And it's gonna keep doing that to you okay. until you eventually say, yep, he's the router. And now you're gonna come through me. To go back to the Starbucks Wi-Fi, but Starbucks doesn't know. No, they won't have systems in place because they, they just provide you the internet. Oh, well, anyways, when you accept your yeah, you are you're at your own risk. Yeah, yeah, it's a public Wi-Fi. So can somebody on the, on the Starbucks sitting out there can with the computer can hack everyone that's sure. in there. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why there's an option on your phone called the personal hotspot. Okay, yes. so it, it so it acts so your phone becomes the Wi-Fi. So what happens? You connect your computer to your phone, yeah, with the code, yeah, yes, yes, and you surf out. So this this way, it's way more protected. You're you're much safer that with way. With your data plan, but let's say you have to spend money with data and everything. So people just go with the public Wi-Fi. That's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand the risks. Okay, so yeah. avoid public Wi-Fi's. Avoid avoid the uh, public computers. Yeah. Unless you're installing. Okay, there's, if you're gonna go public Wi-Fi, yeah. There's a there's an application you can you can install called the VPN, VPN, which anonymizes your traffic. So you're connected to the free Wi-Fi, but you're gonna load another software that's gonna like hide your tracks while you're connected. Okay. So it's gonna keep you safer. All right. But a lot of times you have so to to so to download that yeah. on your phone. So if you have the latest, let's say Kaspersky Total Security or or Norton Total Security, whatever it's called, uh, it sometimes comes with that in there. All but right. There's a limit. So say you're only allowed to surf for uh, you know for 30 minutes of time. Then I can say upgrade. So you have to does those three apps for that. Yeah. Okay. Because let's when I when I have my Mac and I have computers, but I for me it seems like any cell phone don't have those antivirus stuff. Right. You know when you go on your computer just to go on the Microsoft, you download your antivirus. But now cell phones, you don't download an, uh, an antivirus app. How does it protect itself? They do. They so so like the like the the Samsungs have them. Okay, but you have to download it. You have to download and install them, yeah. But if you don't know, you just keep. Yeah. So, so with Apple, for example, Apple is very secure. Yeah. And what they do is they um, they use what's called sandboxing technology. So, okay. say you're using this one app, well, only that app can work. It okay. won't talk to other apps. Okay. Usually, unless you authorize them. So this way, if a virus comes through, it can't talk to the operating system files. Okay, because the app is there to protect it. Yeah. But on Samsung, for example, there's ways for us to get access to the entire phone. And okay. uh, especially if you're in a spying situation where the spouse installed an application on your phone, <laughs> yeah. they can get access to your camera, turn it on whenever they want, listen to what's happening in the room, read your email, look at your text messages, browse your photos, all remotely. Okay. Like it's, it's pretty cool. So um, Apple is way more secure. Yeah, they have they have already installed that on the phones and computers. Exactly. But for that Samsung and somebody that has a LG and everything, yeah. you can, can download some antivirus you know, help. Obviously, obviously, the biggest factor or the weakest chain, yeah. the weakest link in the chain is always the human. Okay. So if you can trick the human in doing something not supposed to, mm-hmm. you're going to... You're gonna, you're gonna infect the device. You're gonna. Uh, there's gonna be a problem. Yeah, because we uh, we probably going to uh, the second part of the podcast. I just want to know where people can reach reach out to you, Terry. Uh, what's your website? Um, what's your where, what what platform are you on so people can? I wanna I wanna work with this guy. I just wanna learn from him. Sure. What is it? So you can go to www.terrycutler.com. Uh, Perfect. And uh, that's my blog. And at the very top, you're gonna have access to all my social media channels. They're all listed there. Okay. And uh, I'm on every platform as much as possible. Not everyone, but okay. um, 
and uh, I, I, I do have the training for called Internet Safety University for the individual and small business. Yes. And I also offer services where I can audit your, your environment to make sure it's protected against uh, threats. So, so you also have a program that people can buy and everything? That's right, yeah. Call it Internet, you, can, you can actually go to www.internetsafetyuniversity.com. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm on there. And that too. will, you know, there's actually a free video series, by the way. You get 45 minutes of free content. Yeah. So I'll give you some of my best. And then if you want to upgrade, you have a choice. Because I'm looking on the, on the website right now, and yeah, you can uh, put your email and yeah. the name. And exactly. And that will email you a video uh, every day. Yeah. And, uh, or free, uh, free tips, all Good. that stuff there. And you can also get in a call with you. You can schedule a call on your website yeah. and any, anything. Uh, yeah. So I could, a a, I could do a 30-minute free consultation, depending on what it is. But, but I, 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 pre, uh, I pre-screen you. Okay. Right, so you're gonna, you're gonna tell me why you want to talk to me. Yes, yeah. And if I feel that it's that's uh, it's, it's not a good fit, I'll decline the invitation. Perfect. So we're gonna put all the links on the description of this podcast. And uh, we were talking about Equifax and Trans- TransUnion. You say you have to check out your credit score every every year. When you say, oh, the, it happens to people, but it does happen to business. We're talking about banks. And just recently, I think almost two years ago, Equifax got hacked, That's big right. hack. So what we can do, Terry, even nobody's business, safe. yeah, <laughs> nobody's safe. Even big businesses get hacked. That's so it. what's the problem, especially with what happened with Equifax? Did well, you these guys had very, very poor cybersecurity yes, to begin with, right? Yeah. Like, as the evidence came out, even our cybersecurity guys were like, "Wait a second, the the person in charge of cybersecurity only has a music degree." <laughs> like what? Like that can't be possible. And like, there's a lot of mistakes that happen in there. So yeah, they have a degree, but we talk in the beginning. Uh, the degree is not that important, but it's the skills you have. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So the guy used didn't know that much. It was very, very, very poor security. Okay. And w- what angers me the most is that, okay, all of our data got out, right? Or yeah. a lot of mostly American, but they said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna put you on fraud protection. Yeah. Right? The the anti theft uh, protection, but it just so happens that the company that they put you on. They own. Yeah. So now they're making money off the fraud. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's 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 not right. But it's still, we still use Equifax. Like, yeah. they, I think, how long have they been doing this? Oh, many, many, many years. So they have, like, they, it's a brand. So especially in Canada, it's Equifax TransUnion. You cannot go anywhere else, I think, anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. So it, there's no choice. If both get hacked, you're done. That's and they it. create other companies to get you, That's they it. get more money. So, they're t- so the hackers are taking... Or the cyber criminals are taking that data from Equifax, selling it on the dark web, and they're going to use that to build identities. Okay. I mean, they have the vault. That is the the purest form of identity information you can have. Yeah. They got everything they need to rebuild somebody's identity. So what happened with Equifax? What were the the consequences that they have? Did they, there was no consequence. No consequence. Like like people should have went to jail and whatever. And there was yeah. even, there was even some people that that sold stock. Because <laughs> uh, they found yeah, out about the, the, the CEO, I think some some yeah. people in the, in the Bolton administration. Yeah, I'm not sure if he went to jail though. I can't remember. But whatever. I was, I was not yeah, happy who, with that. That happened. This t- we still need to have consequence. Somebody has the the system wasn't good. They hired somebody that wasn't great. So who whose fault is that? There, the, you know, we don't have enough strong laws here mm. that in Canada to to address that. Okay. And that's that's a problem we're trying to fix now. We're trying to get away from the social insurance number yeah. as your identity. We, we need to find other ways to validate. Uh, like uh, like like any. Oh, uh, it could be it could be eventually voice. It could be fingerprint. 
facial recognition, blockchain technology. I haven't played too much about. It. You know, I actually took uh, I took a, a seminar on the blockchain thing and the whole Bitcoin thing. Yeah. I'm like I, don't, I just don't get it. You don't get it. And I think the blockchain got hacked also uh, recently. It too. does. Yeah, I, I did. Twice, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, but I know that blockchain. Um, for the little knowledge I have is way more secure. They have like have keys and everything. They have like blocks of chains. It's way very hard to uh, to, I, I, when to I, hack. When I, when I tried to understand the presentation, I'm like maybe I'm just too dumb to understand. <laughs> nah. it. You know, because sometimes you know what it's so simple. Yeah. Like like people told me, yeah. Replace your computer, get a Mac. Uh-huh. So I went cold turkey, got a Mac. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't work with this. Uh, yeah. You know, because a lot of my shortcuts don't work or my all these things or maybe the app I'm using isn't fully developed like it okay. is on the computer. Yeah. I'm like, I just can't go a Mac. Okay. And I went back to computer. I went back to PC. Uh, so it, it does take time to understand. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you going maybe to try to see blockchain, something that's interesting? When I, uh, when I catch up on sleep, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So you say we should replace social security numbers with uh, maybe other t- technologies. Yeah. Um, and go back to Equifax. Um, do you think there's a new opportunity for any other business to just take take over the, the place? Then, um, we are gonna bring a new solution. Do you think that Equifax should wash out and say, okay, maybe there is somebody else that's gonna take out our businesses or they still have the on the pedestal and Nobody's gonna happen to. We got hacking. No, I think uh, I think they're taking things a bit more seriously now. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if if they get hacked again, mm-hmm. that's okay. We'll we'll put my identity theft protection, make money on them after. Yeah, but someday somebody's gonna take the operator place in the center and that could be. Yeah, and that's what happens with most businesses. You know, you 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 show up there, and here's a here's a proposal for a two thousand dollar audit or a ten thousand dollar audit. Yeah, they're gonna see the quote and say, I don't need this. Okay. I I'd rather you know. It's my old system. Yeah, just, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Oh, my bank, nothing happens to yeah. me. I'm a big bank. Yeah. We, are, we are secure. So they just don't invest in, in audits from outside folks because yeah. they believe that um, uh, that they're, they're fully secure. Yeah. Or a lot of times, they'll, they'll, this, I love this one. I have an IT guy. He'll take care of it for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, I, when I think about IT guys, think of them as your family doctor. Okay. General physician. Would you ask your family doctor to perform laser eye surgery on you? No, he doesn't have the skills for. That's I have it. to go and see an specialist. That's right. Yeah. So that's where the cybersecurity experts come in and compliment him. Okay. Right? We're not there to make him look like a fool. We're there to show him here's here's what you didn't think outside the box on because if a hack if a hacker gets in or a ransomware gets in, your data is going to be locked up if you don't do this. So the companies that you want to just try to approach and never go hack, the, the first thing that we see, it, it won't happen to us. It won't happen to us. We have an IT guy. So that's one of the, one, that's the objections you have from them. That's right. That's what's the biggest one. The biggest one. Yeah. We, we won't, it won't happen to yeah. us. So, so what I try to do is I can show them, here's a sample report of some of the stuff I can do for you. Yes. And if your IT guy isn't providing you this information, you need to ask him for it or think twice. Okay. So we, you know, we show them what we can provide as a value. And a lot of times they'll they'll say, you know what, I don't need it. But then they'll call me up once something urgent happens. Yes. So, you know, it, it's cocky to say, you know, pay me now or pay me later. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's just a matter of when you're going to get attacked. Yes. You know? It's not if anymore, it's when. What, inst- what institutions get hacked most? What are It's mostly, most of the time it's small business. Small businesses? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the hackers know or cyber criminals know that you don't have the time, the budget, or the resources to protect yourself. Okay. So the hackers are getting in, 
and sometimes they're using them as a jump point to attack another company. Oh, because they can't get the info That's from right. any accounts. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna hide. They're gonna hide their tracks through you. Uh huh. And maybe you're gonna attack a bank, and you don't even know about it. And when the banks do their forensic investigation, they're gonna say, Ah, it was Hugo's company that did it. And then they're gonna have the law enforcement come here, uh, lawyers, bailiffs. Yeah. Take all your stuff. So it, that always attack the weakest chain of all the, the weakest link. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's always usually again it's always the humans. The hackers aren't wasting time trying to break through firewalls and get detected when all they have to do is send an email to somebody and have them click on it. So if a small business get hacked and then because of that big companies get hacked, the big co companies gonna it's your fault. That's right. They're gonna do a forensic analysis on them. Yeah. That's bad. But usually, yeah, yeah, usually it's just ransomware. The hackers, the cyber criminals, just want to make money, mm -hmm. and they're just gonna mass email the world. And whoever clicked on that file that wasn't supposed to. First of all, they, they don't even always know what you got hit. Okay. Money just fell out of the sky. <laughs> Bitcoin, right? So they they get paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. It's an untraceable currency. So they just money <laughs> money falls out of the sky. And then the question usually comes up, well, how do you know they're going to give the key yeah. to unlock your data? And, and I love this response from the cyber criminals because, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we value our reputation. No way. They so they, they actually reply back because there's ways to communicate with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we value our reputation. You know, if, uh, you know, if we can give you the key... We wouldn't get paid, and sure enough, you know we've dealt with some companies that paid the ransom and they got the key. So first of all, the the the, the small business has to send uh, bitcoins. That's right. They, so they have to go and buy bitcoins, spend money in that, send it that's to it. them, yeah. and that's got money that we never like tried to because when you do bitcoin, there's no no uh, no proof. There's nothing. That's right. There's no proof. And so a lot of times when a small business gets gets this ransom note, right? Yeah. They're gonna they're, they're gonna get a ransom note on their computer saying you need to pay me in bitcoin. Most of the people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> they gotta they don't even know what that is. They don't even know how to get it. Yeah. And now when you work when you work with a cybersecurity firm that does this stuff, it's called incident response. There's ways for us to negotiate the ransom with the attacker. Yes. And uh, sometimes they'll ask for $100,000 US of yeah. money. But maybe we can get that down to 20000 Okay. But it's, uh, so does it, does it really happen that the, the small business get the, back the data? Or they do. They yeah. Do? Oh, yeah. So they, so they get the key back yeah. after they've paid. And uh, it takes uh, a couple of hours, depending on how much data you have. And, it's, and the files start unencrypt, unencrypting. Yeah. But... Once once the data is unencrypted, you better take a real backup again because there's no stopping them from hitting you again. And um, you have to you have to really uh, next next time you have to try to protect yourself. You like gotta, really. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect yourself right away. Moment the moment the data is available to you, it's unsecure. Un uh, unlocked. They could try to get it again. That's it. So now you're gonna back it up. But now the bigger problem you're gonna have is that all the computers that were infected are untrustworthy. You have to reinstall every computer. Yeah. So when you get hit with a ransomware, the average downtime is 100 hours. Like nobody can work for 100 hours. Okay. So if you have a staff of 50 people, uh -huh. imagine 50 people can't work for a minimum 100 hours. That's like four days, five days? Yeah. You know, I've worked with accounting firms that got hit and they ended up paying the everybody's late fees because they were late filing everybody. Mm, so wow. the, the money goes very fast. And it... That's mean that you can go out of business. Oh yeah, most actually sixty percent of small businesses yes. that get hit with a ransomware, 
that can't afford to pay it or get their data back, they they have no they can't work. They're so done. what uh, what what they can do, uh, Terry? As far as business, what are the the protection that they need to get? The first thing they need to do is get an audit. Uh-huh. Okay, that's step one. Because how do you know what to do if you didn't know what you did? Okay, right. So uh, there's an audit that I can offer that starts even under a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's equivalent to. You know you have that family relative that never wants to see his doctor because <laughs> everything's always fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a doctor saying, you know what? Let me just take your blood and let me just show you what's happening. Yeah, let me just try. That's it. Okay. So that's the thousand dollar audit. Okay. And it shows you at a glance, you know, some machines are all green, some of them are bright red, and there's problems. But it doesn't tell you what to do. It just shows you here's here's the problem. Now we have to investigate more. Yeah. And I've uh, my most expensive audit is two thousand bucks for that. Okay. And it provides the full detailed report for your IT guys to go in and fix the whole thing up. Yes. So and some other bonuses, but you know the that that's my best seller right now. The the, the audits. Anything else that it can do? So that's prevention, like anything, like any like a human being, they have to make strong passwords. They have to uh, because that they share with a lot of employees. So. so unfortunately, they do. I know. So there's a couple of things. Obviously, one of them is a culture mindset. Yeah. Because a lot of companies are protecting their their networks like they protect their home, mm-hmm. right? So when you go shopping for a, for a new door at home, you didn't think about, oh, yeah, this door is going to be very secure. No, you bought your door because it looks nice like yeah. the neighbors, but it's not secure. So most companies are spending all of their money on new firewalls, encryption, antivirus. Yes. But hackers are getting past this stuff yeah. easily now. But now once they get past this, They have no technology in place that detects this, and that's where all the money should be spent. Okay, so spending innovation, new technology. That's it. Yeah, but the other challenge we have now with that is when you when you invest in these new technologies, now you need to have trained staff. So what what new technologies there is? Well, one is called a SIM, a Security Information Event Log Management okay. System. So this thing talks to all of your pieces in your network, your firewalls, your servers. And it brings all the logs to a centralized location, and it shows you in a dashboard what's happening. Okay. But if there's an incident that happens, you have to have the skills to understand what just yeah, happened. You have to train your staff. Yeah. That's it. And usually, when you when you start bringing a technology like this, you have to have a dedicated guy because there's a lot of events that happen. Okay. So your generalist IT guy won't understand this. Mm. And now you have to invest in training. Training. And even if even if I gave away my training for free. Yeah. So say say instead of one hundred forty seven dollars, it's free. It's a six hour course, but now all of your staff have to stop working for six hours to do my training. Yes, that costs money. It even costs if I money. gave it for free. Yeah, yeah, it costs money because they have to stop doing the job. That's it. And it's still paid still training. Paid. You have that's to it. pay them for the training. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, uh, small businesses don't invest. That's and it. I think it, the same solution you say for small businesses can apply to big businesses. Of course, yeah. yeah but in sure. a large scale, you know, yes. the and, same. And there's ways for us now to uh, to do these um, these phishing campaigns. Yeah. So we purposely send emails to the employees and see who clicks on it. Let's find all the clickers. Uh-huh. And so, so they even put a rule in place that says, you know, if you've clicked on this three times, We're going to lock your account. You got to go take a training or go CHR. Okay. Or we can fire you if you get tricked three times. Because if you if you if you're the victim or sorry, you're, if you're the guy that clicks on this, you're you're going to infect the company. So the, you do trainings, you training, you train them before this is what happens and if they get caught like three times then okay, this is your fault. We train you for this. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we finish the podcast, I just want to talk about um 
I want to talk what happened here in Quebec, Desjardins. Uh, they say they go hack, they say a number, and then later on they say, no, the b- number is bigger. Yeah. And what's going to happen to the reputation? <sighs> uh, is it something, like, I, I even think that nobody remembers now. Oh, yeah, they got hacked. Uh, yeah, so the first number they gave out, I think, was like 1.6 million accounts. Yeah. And I, 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 right away, the, the moment I heard that, I'm like, you know what? The, the, when the hackers get in, yeah, yeah. they're not cherry-picking accounts. Yeah. They're taking the whole thing. So I knew right away that number was going to be higher. And that thing didn't come out until months later. Okay. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it was $4.2 million. That's like the whole company. The whole company. So, you know, they're, they're going to get fined. And most people are probably just going to leave them. Mm. So they're going to lose a lot of business. Okay. And uh, I don't even know if they could go out of business. I have no idea. But, but it's mostly business because normal people, and to the point that they never see your training, I think that it's not enough pain for them exactly. to get this that installed. If there was a pain, they would change bank account they will from Desjardins to TD they that's will it. they will lend the stuff I think it's just they don't feel the pain uh, that's the problem so so whenever I deal with somebody who just got hacked yeah all of a sudden now they're advocates they're sharing <laughs> all my content every day I'm like wait a second where'd you come from <laughs> and uh, that's what they're doing it, 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 to your point it, it, they won't take action until something bad happens yes feel the it's, pain. it's exactly like insurance right yeah. I don't need this I'm not, I'm not gonna die anytime soon yeah yeah but you never know you never know so it's, it's really insurance it's like and selling insurance to finish uh, with Desjardins um, that was not an exterior hack it was an in- interior it was inside, hack yeah and inside so how did you deal with that just to finish up okay so that's very that's very difficult then again an audit may have found this out but one guy had too much access yeah right so he was able to get access to things like full date of birth Okay. And if he's a marketing guy, why does he need the year? He was, he was a marketing Apparently guy. He was a marketing guy, uh. yeah, from what, I, from what I heard. So quote me on this. But So he had access to the full date of birth as an example. But if he's doing marketing campaigns, you know, you can just put the, the day in the month. Yes, you don't need all the information. The whole information. So he was able to trick other employees apparently to get access to all their stuff. Okay. And he was able to piece together all the data. Okay, so how do you find that? Do you, is, is that before you hire him, you have to do a checkout? And you have to look at what he did before. Well, obviously, yeah, we do background. We, you know, there's ways to do background checks, right? Yeah. You can hire a PI firm to do background check, but uh, usually, it's you got to see who's got access to what. And um, there are technologies that uh, that would say, you know, if he's copying the whole database, the software should stop him Kay. and send an email to the IT department and even cut his access off, saying this guy's account got blocked because of this action. Yeah, and that's where you could have stepped in. So but that stuff didn't, they didn't put that in until it's too late. So you, you have to check out who has access to yeah. everything. Yeah. You have to do background checks. That's it. But even then, some people don't have the ethical. So they, one day they can be nice and the next day That's they're it. bad. Exactly, because they're underpaid, overworked. They, you know, they're upset with management. You, the disgruntled employees are the hardest to detect. Mm. They really are. And, you know, again, nobody wants it until it's too late. There's so much to talk about. We didn't even talk about AI and stuff because that's something that's going to help Well, think about security. AI for a second, right? Yeah. So AI... Is, that's what we need right now to yeah. help us weed out what's going on. But imagine going, you know, hey Siri, go hack that company. <laughs> imagine, imagine that, that could now. happen. It could happen. You never know. But it depends on who made the AI. Oh wow! All right. So that's another topic for another podcast, Siri. <laughs> uh, questions, Nicola. No, no, no. Right. Nobody no has questions. questions. Oh, there's somebody who said something. Uh, can you read it for us? On the Facebook Live, somebody has leaving a comment. Who's it? Um, the owner should be on using mastering portrait mode. What's that? 
Uh, uh, just a fresh leka. Oh, is everybody watching this sideways now? Yeah. Just uh, just take out the phone. What what does she say? That's not a really question. Just a, a, comment? a comment. A comment. All right. It should no be problem. in portrait mode. Yeah. Well, I'll find a way to uh, edit the video. May maybe it should be in portrait mode. I don't know. It's my first live in years. Okay. <laughs> no I problem. Do, I don't do much live. I should be doing it, but. Yes. Um. Thank you. Thank you for those that watched the live from Terry's phone. Thank you for those that watch and listen to the podcast. Thank you, Nicola, for being there. Thank you, Terry. I'm going to rewrite you to, to do another podcast because there's a lot of stuff to talk. And yeah. if something bit happens, you're going to be on the podcast to talk about it. Thank you. I Thank appreciate, you, it. appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you.